Welcome to the Sharing What's Good podcast. I'm your host, Kim Spears. As we continue through our inaugural season, we want to introduce you to a young couple in the Midwest, Scott and Renee. They're loving, kind, and generous individuals who you should meet. Without further ado, welcome to the show and introduce yourselves. Right. Well, I grew up in a um, northwest suburb of outside of the city of Chicago with my sister and my two parents. Spent most of my childhood there. Went to college in the city in Chicago. And then not too long after that, ended up working for... Uh, so I guess the background is I've been in financial services most of my career. Ended up getting a job for a big insurance company and working that for a number of years and then moved on to another um, financial firm that I've been with for about the last 15 years or so. Tell you as much or as little as you'd like. Well, in terms of your interests, sure. what are you interested in? What do you like to do? Love to travel. Love to spend time with my family, friends, be outdoors, eat good food, try new restaurants. That's what comes to mind initially. Okay. What about you? So I was also born in Chicago, but moved around quite a bit. Lived in Indianapolis, Chicago a couple times, but spent most of my childhood in St. Louis. Came back to Illinois late in high school and went to University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana. I am a nurse by training. I don't work clinically anymore, but I still am in healthcare. And met my husband in 2000? 2000. So we're going on 20 years of being together, 18 years of marriage. We have a lot of similar interests. Love to travel. Love to be in the kitchen, trying new things. Love, love fine dining. Love being with our friends and eating out love nature have really grown to appreciate that and doing it together hiking visiting new places and just even like just walking especially during covid we spent a lot of time walking yeah. and appreciating the beauty just in our area where we live so speaking of covid how have you coped because i think we have been doing this almost six months now yeah so what have you guys been doing as far as work as far as keeping your sanity well for me i'd say it was a major adjustment from a work standpoint because i've gone into an office for my entire career and even the thought of working from home was not natural to me i always thought if you work from home you're not really working or there's too many distractions or what have you but after doing it for a little while and there's clearly issues that come up with it there's you know things that get in the way, noise, different things. It hasn't been so bad. You know, I've realized that I can do most of my job from home and talking on the phone all day, doing conference calls, this and that, but it's nice to get up in the morning. Do you think that's changed how your office is going to do things in the future? I think it may change. I would say there are businesses within our firm that may never go back. Really? That that might not have to go back. We've been told we don't even have to go back until next June at this point. Some people may. I work in a business where it's more where we see our clients pretty often. So not having an office to visit with clients in and to visit with each other 
probably may not, it may not make sense long term to not go back, but there will be people who don't. Have you been doing Zoom or any of those? Yes, we've been doing WebExes, ReadyTalk calls, Zoom, um, pretty much, you know, either, either we can see each other, you know, through video or we're on the phone on conference calls most of the day. But it seems to be working for the most part pretty well. And from, I just think from the aspect of sort of having the flexibility, on, on a positive note, having the flexibility to be at home, be with my wife and daughter, go take the dog for a walk. I'm exercising much more. That's all been very positive. So I've sort of embraced it and I'm not minding it too much. So when it first started, I think it was like, oh, okay, we're all at home. We can kind of do this and that. But now that we're in month six, about sure people are making even more adjustments because school is getting ready to start and things of that nature. What about you? How have you coped? (laughs) It's funny you say that. At first, I was just so happy that we were safe and just tuckered in at home all together. Um, But... I worked very part-time for many, many years until just, just very more recently I went back to work full-time. But I've had the flexibility that whole time of working from home. So home was always my quiet, safe space. He was at work. Our daughter was at school. And now they're in my world. <laughs> so I'm used to working at home. I was. Mm-hmm. And now it's totally different. I'm being shushed and I'm getting hand signals <laughs> and warnings and told not to grind my coffee beans you know well part of it you have to understand the setup is that my wife is in the office she has a door she can close there's some privacy i sit in the dining room by choice i like to look out the front not window by my choice so <laughs> she'll come in and she'll be on the phone talking to people and having personal conversations and i may be on a conference call so yeah there there may be some shushing going on sometimes a lot of hand gestures. So I heard you mention your daughter. Tell us a little yeah. bit about your daughter. Our very spunky 15-year-old daughter. She's doing great with all this. She's been very self-motivated. She she got right to her schoolwork in the spring. Did a great job. She's frustrated. We've been following the rules, bending a little bit more recently. We've expanded to a little bubble with some dear friends of ours. So that includes her best friend, thankfully. So she's been able to socialize a bit, but we've been very limiting to her. So um, it's hard for her to watch, you know, their access to social media. They all know what the others are doing. And there's been a lot of hanging out, running the streets. Inside 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 people's homes. Things that she knows that we're not comfortable with her doing. So... She ex- understands but expresses her frustrations. And we, I know we worry because, you know, they're such social beings and we're limiting her from being able to, to explore friendships. She's in high school. We want her to branch out and make new friendships. It feels like this has all put the, halt, put the brakes on that. So I know I'm a worrier, but I have a really good therapist, <laughs> thankfully. I'm always worried about her. Him, not so much. I don't mean I don't worry about you. You don't worry about her the way I do. What do you worry? What do I worry about or where does it come from? Okay, where does it come from? It comes from just that mommy place of always wanting 
not just to protect them because I don't believe in putting them in a bubble. I believe that they have to find their way and make their mistakes, but just wanting her to have all the opportunities and experiences. And I know we're all affected, but I only can see how it affects my family, of course. You know, I know we don't stand alone in that. That, and I think she had not a great year two years ago. And she's not, um, she's not mean and she didn't really defend herself and fight back. She sort of stepped back and that is her nature. But I think I'm sensitive to that and just wanting her to find, knowing that she's found her way and that sort of a thing. Find her voice. And, and I think the connection to COVID is it's really challenging to put yourself out there and meet new people. And, you know, if, if we were starting a school year off, like, it would typically start, even though we ended the other one from home, I think it would lend itself. Right. Meeting new people, new relationships. When you're home, it you know, it just, even though it may be Zoom and they may see other kids, it's not quite the same right. as, as being in that social environment. So we hope that we get to a point where there's some sort of a hybrid schedule where she can go back and be with her friends and, and meet new friends. Yeah, that's important. Friends are a, a wonderful thing. I, you know, personally, I'm the only child and my friends are like my siblings. You know, I have, I'm very fortunate because I have first cousins who are like my siblings as well. But picking really good friends, friends who you can travel with throughout life is essential. And I remember, you guys know, my father passed away when I was 17. And one of the things he, I remember him saying to me is, you have good friends, keep your friends. Because at that point, I did. I had my, I'm still friends with that person today, who he was actually speaking of. So you guys have been talking about, you've been around the house. We talked about the food. You know I love to eat. So tell me about some of the things you've been cooking. <laughs> well, we started with a lot of baking. That was stuff our daughter was interested in. It's fun to bake. Kids love the sweets. So we did a lot of cookies and cakes and oh, skillet cookies. Yeah. We mastered the skillet cookie, and we started dropping them off at people's doors raw with instructions on the foil. I, that's to, fabulous. That's such a great it. idea. Were, I was beginning to wonder if we were ever going to have any skillet cookies. No, there's none for, for you. Ourselves, none but no. came but to the our house. Uh, well, you live far, but I'm willing to make the trip for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I understand. I get in COVID the whole night. You got to like dash and run, huh? Dash mm-hmm. and run. Ding dong ditch. Mm-hmm. People liked it. Very People were very appreciative. Then we started with breads. We got into making, I was making challah every Friday. So I'd wake up early before I'd have to start work to start the dough mm-hmm. and get that going and then let it rise. And then, you know, at lunchtime, I'd come out and roll it out again then leave it to rise. And by the late afternoon, when I was ready to wrap up my day, I was ready to go in the oven then you moved to sourdough. Moved to sourdough, experimented, made my own and very first successful sourdough starter. Nice. Until, Until there was a tragedy. It and shattered the mason jar. So how long had it been kneading? Is that the word? Or what's the word? So you feed it. Feed it. You feed it. And I had fed it and made a bread. And what you can do then is you save the remaining starter in the fridge. And when you're ready to activate it, you feed it again when you want to bake again. So I had baked maybe two or three more times. At least. At least. And I was getting better at it. I had switched to using bread flour from regular flour and 
my husband, my sister-in-law, my husband's sister was very interested and it was her 50th birthday and we had, I wanted to give her some to share it with her. So here I am transferring from one mason jar to the next and I drop it. It shatters Aww. and it sprays everywhere. And I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> tears, because it's your effort, right? True tears. Yeah. Lots of effort. But I'm going to do it again. I'm going to bring some to you. Okay. Thank you very much. Of course. So now that we're in about the sixth month of COVID, so what do you see you doing differently going forward, knowing that online school will be taking place in your house? Pretty much you'll be working from home. What are your plans? We carry on. Mm-hmm. I think. We're worried and thinking about what the winter will bring mm-hmm. because the summer has allowed us to safely sit outside with family and friends. Good um, point. And socialize. Mm-hmm. So we've spent some time thinking about what the winter is going to look like, what we're going to do. Are we going to have, are we going to really have a true bubble with some set small group of people mm-hmm. so that we can interact? One challenge for us is we love to travel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've canceled a number of trips. We've scheduled new things and then canceled because we've been worried about cases popping up and, and just worried about our general health. So I think that's tough because we, we've always looked forward to trips. You know, I think we both are very similar in having quite a bit of wanderlust and wanting to see new places. And when you're working and you're sort of doing a lot of the things that are relatively monotonous, mm-hmm. not to have something to look forward to like that. I get it because I was having a conversation and I honestly said, I don't think it's, it's going to be 2022 before I really feel comfortable going somewhere, yeah. getting it's on an airplane, possible. you know, especially going out of the country. Now you have to get on an airplane. You, you may have to go to multiple airports multiple planes now you're in if you're especially if you go to a country that's far away you may go to different cities throughout that country so now you're staying in different hotels yep. it's yes. just a lot to consider yes the only thing we've really thought about that we might be comfortable with would be driving and renting a home do but you ever travel different. and go visit people at their homes so we haven't during covid or just in general. Yeah. Oh, know? in general. Sure. Oh, yes. Sure, sure. Yeah. Stay at people's homes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We've, we've done a lot of that. We haven't done it during COVID. We haven't COVID. done it during COVID. Right. So maybe if there was a family that you know, they have been practicing the social distancing and this, all the safety measures. Maybe that's an answer. Pre-planning, of course. Right. Going to visit people. So just to get away, right? Well, and we want to take some time. So we are not taking time off work. Usually you take off to go on a vacation. But when you're home, you could take off. But when you're around the house, it just feels like wasted days. might as well check that email. Might as well and, take that and call. Unless people are taking, at least in my business, normally during the summer, half the people would be taking off a week, two weeks, a month. That's not happening now. Okay. Because, okay. partially I think because of COVID. And so when everyone else is working... You're a little bit less likely to want to take off as well because everyone else is there doing the same thing. So that's been a little bit more challenging. The other thing, too, is there's less of a separation, too. It's more... So I, I heard someone mention the phrase that you're not working from home, you're living at work. <laughs> so it's an interesting... There's less boundaries. You know, we may eat dinner and then I may take calls after dinner. Just knowing you all... 
you've talked about feeling fortunate during this particular time. So have you guys had an opportunity to volunteer anywhere or give back? Tell me a little bit about that. We have. We have, thankfully. We, um, through our temple, a program that we've been involved with, we help feed the hungry. So we actually were asked to coordinate one of the monthly events this summer, and we've now been asked to do it again for September, where we arrange the volunteers, provide the shopping lists, help coordinate all the packing, and then we actually go and execute the delivery. And we went in July? Yeah, I think we we prepare our own, and then everyone else prepares. Now there's certain... COVID changes that have been made to keep people safe. Mm-hmm. And I, would, I think we brought several hundred lunches. One other family did as well. And then there were so many lunches the last time that the church had so many that then we went and delivered mm-hmm. it to another neighborhood near there. In a park. Yeah. Where there was a big need. started delivering a lot of gratitude. There always is. They say the need right now is greater than ever. Mm-hmm. So for us to be able to give some time, a small monetary commitment, but more than anything, to be the one to deliver it. Yeah, hand-to-hand. Hand-to-hand. So do you partner with like the food depository, or do you guys actually physically shop for the items? We shop, shop. and then we enlist other friends of ours to shop, and we ask for 20 lunches from each, pack up our whole car. And then go downtown to the church oh, yeah. and then hand them out. And when we can, if, if our daughter can be with us, we try to have her come along we like as well. Her to be with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important. Mm-hmm. Exposure. Yeah. You got to see the whole process through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've been involved with the program for several years now. So it means, it means something to us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's wonderful, you guys. So is there something. I guess during this particular time or even before COVID that you kind of thought about that you want to do in the future and now that you've kind of gone through COVID, you know what, I'm definitely going to do that. Have you guys talked about any new things you want for yourselves or the family? I keep thinking of things to enhance being at home. Like what? Our outdoor space. Because being outside is safer. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to have my family and friends. I want every opportunity to visit and be with people that I love. I want to I wanted a better space to have a meal outside. So we went, you know, we want to we went and ordered a new outdoor dining set the other day. We have a nice outdoor seating area, but we noticed as you noticed when you got here, the sun hits it pretty hard in the late afternoon. So ordered a, a beautiful umbrella. I feel very fortunate that I can do these things. These are, this is um, fluff, (laughs) right? Total fluff. And I'm very, very conscious of that Mm -hmm. and gracious and feel so grateful. But those are things that are important because that's how I can bring people together. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because if you're comfortable, you're going to stay and I want you to stay. Yeah, I'm still here, right? Right? I've been here for a long time. You've been here four hours. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to go. Exactly. Exactly. Things, things like that, but you're talking more experiences, I experiences, think. Experiences, things of that nature, you know, anything, anything that, because I think sometimes life happens and it takes us in different directions. That's true. And 
we assimilate, we get in line with what it's, you know, you have things, goals and things of that nature. But sometimes I think life takes us into different directions based on what's happening. And especially time like COVID, you think about, you know what, I'm definitely going to do what I want to do now. I've had some time to think about it. I have been around the house. I've had a lot of quiet peace and solitude. In some instances, it's been quiet. But I think that you don't have to get up in the hustle and bustle of getting to work and coming home from work because you're home. So maybe something may have crossed your mind. I think one thing that I've thought about more is just reaching out to more people because we're not able to see, you know, we're not able to travel and see people. So I think just picking up the phone more and just talking to people more is, is something that sort of pushed me to do more of. And I think we're just going to have to do more of that until we can see the people that we want to see and uh, that we're comfortable traveling. One thing I did not ask, I want to know how you guys met because I, you know, you've been together for a long time now. How did you meet? Going back to, it's, it's hard to sort of imagine, I guess, an age where... You know, this is like earlier internet, I guess, back in 2000 when we met. So we met through an online dating site. And at the time, it wasn't nearly as sophisticated as the dating sites are now, where you can see a picture and just swipe left or right or whatever the kids these days are doing. Did you call them kids? Yes. He's a kid, everyone. I need you to know this. (laughs) We, We met through there. You know, I had... I had been traveling around for quite some time on a job that I was on where um, I was working for this insurance company and I need to be home more. I'm never going to meet somebody this or the, the people I meet this way, it's more difficult to have a relationship. I wasn't finding the right person, so I'm going to try something different, but only going with people who had pictures. And I'd go out with people and they didn't look at all like the picture. Like, this is ridiculous. So after about five or ten times, I'm like, okay. She said, I'm going to do the opposite, and I'm going to try to meet somebody with no picture. But you want to know something? Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking to go on this dating website, and she begged me. One late one night, she said, oh, oh, please, we'll go on bad dates, and we'll come home, and we'll laugh all night and tell crazy stories. Well, I met him like three weeks into it, and the rest is history. So That's I guess wonderful. I have heard a thing. Or not that. Just to <laughs> say. I think it's a great story. Well, he forgot to tell you that he looked at 300 profiles and read all of them on his... Oh, at least this is what he told me. No, I like to do my homework. What was your username? Nightingale. Nightingale. Oh. May I ask, why did that pique your interest? I just thought... There was just something about it that was different and interesting to me. I didn't even know necessarily what it meant, why she chose that screen name. But I'm like, there were there were obviously some things on the profile that interested me. There's no picture, as I mentioned. But yeah, that that screen name was, it just caught my attention. Like, let's try this. But you, try this if out. you think about 20 years ago, someone with an interesting screen name, no picture, it is intriguing. Now you're like, I need a picture. I love that story. And look at this. You're together now. And so a little on a private note, we remember when you met. So tell us about that. Going to a wedding. We were all in the car together. 
and you kept disappearing. <laughs> I remember that. Talking. He was talking to you. Did you have a cell phone? Yeah, he had a cell phone. It may have been a brick phone, but... But he was talking to you. It was me, huh? It was you. It was you. Look at that. Still here. Still here. Still talking to him. One thing you did say uh, more than once is that you're grateful. Well, it's not even just COVID. I think as I've gotten older, I've become increasingly aware through knowing other people, through understanding challenges of relationships, that I have a happy life. And I told him this today. I was out with our daughter, and when I pulled the car and I saw him coming down the street walking our dog, and my eyes welled up with tears. I was happy to see him. Aww. I had just seen him. Yeah, yeah. He makes me happy. I'm comfortable. We live in a res- we have a respectable relationship, loving relationship, mm-hmm. and I kind of took for granted that that was the way it's supposed to be. And I, I think through my naivete, you know, as, as when you're young, and now I know that that's not always the case. It's so not. I feel very grateful, and I like, I love knowing that my daughter sees that kind of relationship. A positive relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Not perfect, yeah. But I know that it's grounded. Today's interview is a wonderful example of feeling grateful for health, family, and friends. And extending a helping hand to others is good for the soul. This is a K-Cross Spears LLC production.